Business Hour with Oliver Feng on OFM. The health economists estimate that unaddressed mental health conditions cost the South African economy 161 billion rand per year due to lost days of work, presenteeism, which is being at work but unwell, and premature mortality. To find out more as we celebrate Corporate Mental Health Week, I'm speaking to Professor Renata Skuman. She's the head of healthcare leadership at Stellenbosch Business School. Good evening, Professor. It's such a pleasure to have you back on the OFM Business Hour. It is quite shocking and alarming that uh, mental health conditions are costing the South African economy 161 billion rand per year. What would you say are the driving factors of employees' mental health issues? We know that various factors contribute to mental health difficulties. Some of them might be personal stresses and genetic vulnerabilities. But then we also have the bigger socioeconomic environment that we live in that is challenging with unemployment, energy crises and so forth. But then organizational factors that can contribute. And part might be the hybrid work model that we all need to get used to. But it might also be company culture, stigma and toxic workplace environments. This might all combine to lack of support at workplaces and then people not feeling comfortable to reach out and seek this assistance. Now, the World Mental Health Report 2022 estimated the rise in both anxiety and depressive disorders at more than 25% during the first year of the pandemic. However, three years post the pandemic, why is it that employees are still struggling with their mental health? So we know that there was a huge rise in mental health disorders, especially anxiety and depression over the past couple of years. We're all still dealing with the aftermath of COVID. Some of us face personal losses. Some of us face ongoing health issues. Some of us face financial difficulties. But what has happened is that there's now additional stress. And what it can be attributed is partly to the hybrid work environment where we unfortunately didn't keep the best of both worlds. It Yes, there's the flexibility that working from home brought, but it also caused difficulties by, with maintaining boundaries in terms of your work-life balance and also lead to social isolation, which can prevent you from getting the necessary support that you need to get, either formal or informal. But then we also have the return to work. Now, although that protects you again from a social perspective and that you have the collegial support and access to employers' assistant programs, you are now faced again with longer commuting time, which put additional stress on you know, the, the time pressures that you have every day, but also you're now again exposed to that nasty colleague or to the difficult boss, whatever the case might be. So unfortunately, we end up with a hybrid environment bringing advantages, but also additional challenges. And organizations didn't redress their employee assistant programs to incorporate this new hybrid model and being more proactive instead of just having reactive programs that is implemented once a problem arises. In uh, closing, uh, Professor Skuman, what do organizations need to do in order to ensure their employees' well-being in the work environment? Because it's so important, you cannot have a successful organization, of course, without a mentally healthy workforce. Organizations really have to commit to the holistic well-being. They need to adapt the EIP services with additional focus on preventative education, changing the company culture to 
create resilient employees and to avoid burnout. And as I mentioned, this holistic approach to well-being where employees can be equipped to manage the challenges of new ways of working post-pandemic. This also should not be just a EIP program, but it also should be concerted and relevant effort as part of attraction and retention programs of organizations. The Business Hour with Oliver Feng. Best in the on OSM.